Welcome to the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. It's a bonus episode. We do these every once in a while when we have a reason to. And we have a reason to today because we have a special guest joining us. I am one of your hosts, Joey Mills with Pop Goes the Culture podcast and geekdad.com. And this is Kenny with Freedom Hydro Graphics. And joining us today we have Michael Goudeau. Yes, sir. And if you're thinking that sounds familiar, you've probably heard his voice before <laughs> on another way more popular than our than ours <laughs> podcast. Uh, speaking of, just before we get into the fun stuff, have you seen Proof of Life after Penn's Fast? Have you spoken to him? Or? I've spoken to him a bunch of okay, times, good. and he is well and happy and good. And in fact, uh, a couple of days ago, he posted that he had... Uh, after the few weeks off, he'd gone in and got his hair cut and re-dyed and <laughs> working with his vocal coach and trying to look back like Penn instead Took of a, a shower instead of the poor, <laughs> yeah, poor mess he'd become. <laughs> Excellent. Very cool. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about, I mean, we just saw The Juggling Show, which was uh, yes, fantastic. Thank you, thank you for coming was, by. That's, you're wonderful. very brave to come out and... <laughs> No, brave we, the heat out at the state fair here. We, we loved it. I mean, that's I when, when I saw when well, I heard. Actually, I think I heard it. first that you were going to be here. I was like, oh, well, we're making a road trip, <laughs> and then I asked, <laughs> well, hey, maybe guys. we can get an interview too. So, oh, well, so we appreciate yeah. you taking the time to uh, speak with us. My pleasure. Thank you. Know, you. Of all the stuff that you do, starting off with juggling the giant bean <laughs> would wear me out. <laughs> that would be a finale. That's amazing. Well, I can't imagine throwing one up and trying to catch it. <laughs> <laughs> you did it with three. I was just walking through a Walmart one day. 20 years ago and saw beanbag chairs and thought, I wonder if I can juggle those. And just picked them up and juggled them at the Walmart. <laughs> I bought them, took them to my show and put them in my show that night. That's awesome. Really, that's can you imagine being in the security and be like, you know what? He's good. <laughs> yeah. So fine, let him do it. Didn't break anything. <laughs> exactly. He's buying them. Let him go. So tell us a little bit about how you got into show business for those who aren't familiar and why juggling in particular. Because that's a totally different mindset than most normal <laughs> people, <laughs> rational people yeah. have. Yeah. It's also a weird, you know, I got into juggling and, I, and, and thinking about it now, I try to think, why didn't I get into acting? And then I try to figure out, well, at what level would I have made more money acting? I tried to figure out who have I made more money than as an actor that you would know. Right. You know, I'm thinking, you know, Bronson Pinchot. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking how much has Bronson the, the made high. versus <laughs> how much I've made doing juggling shows over the years. I have no idea. I'm just trying to figure out what level of fame it would have taken to make more money. <laughs> I was a, I was a kid growing up in Northern California, and I, uh, I had bought a... Uh, unicycle at a garage sale for four bucks and taught myself to ride it and then my dad said well he seems like he's interested in that and for Christmas he got me a book on how to juggle and I learned how to juggle out of the book and then I was actually working at a renaissance fair not as a juggler but at a like a, a carnival game booth okay and I thought you know uh, people were throwing balls at knocking down fuzzy cats and some guys came by and did a juggling show in front of the booth that I was working at and I said that seems like more fun than this <laughs> yeah and and that that was it I just started practicing every day practiced the next six months four hours a day until I was able to do a juggling show do you have anything from back in those days like do you have the original unicycle or anything did you keep anything? no none of it I don't even the book I think I'd still have the book but no nothing <laughs> That's funny. I still have me, my arms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. you uh, so you mentioned it during the show. Uh, Guinness World Record holder in yeah. 2013. It's been, a, it's been a few years. A years. I've, I've held on to it. No one's broken it yet somehow. I, I, I can I, see why because that looks, that's, that looks <laughs> difficult. I don't know how you do that. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, we should tell what it is. I'm juggling and eating apples. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, eating all three apples while juggling. And, um, Does Guinness, it hurt? 
Yeah, <laughs> it looks it like it. That's, like that's it the face. issue. Actually, I can probably go faster and do more if I could just not go numb halfway through the trick. <laughs> yeah, so it, I was like, "Is that the mic that makes it sound that bad?" Because it's like, it's like you're. I'm slamming them. Yeah, out. no, and I've actually broken a few teeth, but <laughs> 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 the old record was 108 uh-huh. bites in a minute, and I did 151. Wow! And I really feel like I could do 200 if, like I said, if I worked on it so that I could manage just the pain <laughs> you ever want to just to see if you can well or? somebody breaks it i'll go back and do it <laughs> yeah. you know if guinness asks every yeah. now and then i do uh there's a whole bunch of uh guinness related tv shows around the world so every now and then i get called by one to come in and do it and i've tried it a couple of times and, yeah. and basically gotten the same number so yeah. that's yeah. still good though i mean that's that blew the other one out of the way <laughs> yeah i beat him by a lot yeah <laughs> so what is an idea for something like that some of the stunts that you that you come up with because that's not Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just don't know enough juggling history, but it doesn't seem like that's a, a classical bit that you can um, be like, you know, I can take that and improve on it. Where does some- Juggling two balls and eating one apple was kind of a standard right. bit. And people did that, you know, as far as I know, since the beginning of time. You know, right. there are pictures of vaudevillians in the 1900s doing it. And uh, I just decided I wanted to do a harder version. So I did three apples instead of just one. Yeah. And that just, you know, just looking at tricks and thinking about tricks and trying to figure out what could I do that would make this funnier or more original or different from anybody else. Oh, yeah. That's just, you know, that's the whole job right it's there. about yeah. standing out. And yeah. Well, you know, I, even as a juggler, I don't find juggling that fascinating. <laughs> you know what I mean? I really like the novelty of it, and I really like funny juggling. Yeah. And, you know, I, I can appreciate the skills, but... You know, being able to juggle seven clubs is uh, is cool for about three seconds. Yeah. And then you go, okay, well, what else can you do? Do you know any jokes? Can you sing a song? <laughs> yeah. do a little dance number while you're juggling? Yeah. yeah. And so, there are definitely jugglers who are on the other side of the fence of that. There are others who would say, I, I can't believe you do jokes while you're juggling. That's This is a sport. It's like basketball. You right. know what I mean? Some people are very serious about it. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, both sides exist. Yeah. So talking a little, a little bit about that... Um, among other things, one of the things that I would say you're known for is your consistent schedule. You're working constantly. This time of year, yeah, sure. So All summer. Every yeah. dang day. All over the place. Well, you were in Ohio prior to I this. I was in Ohio so. for yeah, the 12 days at that fair, and then I had a couple of days to drive here, and I'm here for 11 days, and then I'm back in Vegas. I, I leave here Sunday night. I should be able to drive back there by about Tuesday sometime. And then Wednesday, I fly to Taiwan for the weekend. And then <laughs> is I'll, that a holiday or is that a <laughs> no? No, that's a job. Another I'm going job. To do a show <laughs> okay. in Taiwan. Yeah, no, bring everybody in. <laughs> we got chairs over here. Come on in. <laughs> Come on in. Grab a mic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got more in the bag. Trust me. <laughs> um, so where do you? So yeah, after Taiwan, then I'm flying to Albuquerque with Lance Burton, and then and then uh, the Tulsa, Oklahoma fair, and then. Uh, just yeah, it's it's a busy time of year. <laughs> so how do you or how do you balance the the routine? I mean, because it's a different show every. I mean, for everyone that comes to see the show, it's a different show. It's the first time they're seeing it for a lot. Of yeah. Them. How do you find the balance between kind of getting out of that rut and adding in new stuff, or do you find that by doing kind of this circuit again, it is a new show for everybody? So no, I'm I'm really trying to find ways to make it more fun and make it better. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about it a lot about it uh, doing a variety show is exactly like the movie Groundhog Day you know what I mean it, yeah. we're living the, that same 20 or 30 minute set over and over every day 
And if you learn the lessons Bill Murray learned, you know, try to improve, make it a little bit better, do it funnier, just change a little bit of it. You can learn a lot, and that's that's how you make a show good. That's how you keep from going insane. Yeah. You know, I was in the same show in Vegas for 20 years, and many, many acts say, I don't know how you could do that for 20 years. Isn't that boring? I say, no. It's the greatest thing in the world. I didn't have to worry about setting props up or my costuming or any of those kinds of things. I could focus really only on the funny parts or the art of it. Right. Very good. Was there any, like, things of your acts over the years that you thought, oh, yeah, this is going to kill, they're going to love this one, and it... It fell flat. <laughs> yeah, you know, all the time. All the one that you were like, "Oh, this the, is a stinker," but <laughs> people were like, "That was amazing." Um, there are an unlimited number of the first one. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. You know, I mean, I've got even right now stuff in my car that I have been trying that isn't working. Yeah. You know what I mean? That I dragged along on the road with me that it's not quite hitting it, and I can't figure out why or. You know, I think, this is the greatest thing in the world, and then everybody just stares at me, like, what's wrong okay. with you? <laughs> Put that back over there. Um, yeah. yeah. And the, on the other side, there are some, you know, I'm doing a, a, a trick with coffee in the right. show. You saw, yeah. you saw the show with a hoop and some coffee. And uh, the response to it is, is better. I mean, I love the trick, and it's right. really fun to do, but the response is great. The response is better than I expected, and so that's a nice Nice surprise, you know? Yeah. Wow. And maybe cool. I'm saying this and people are going to be like, no, but like no. I've tried <laughs> centrifugal stuff just as a kid, you know, <laughs> right. playing yeah. and stuff like that. And to see someone pull it off, you're like, oh, okay, well. That's right. what it's supposed I think to that look that like. I think that maybe, that that's, why they, maybe that's why they like it. Because yeah. it connects you know what to what I mean? everybody. Now, well, we've all ever... tried this. Yep. Oh, hey, Absolutely. here's what it looks like if it works. <laughs> yeah, whether we busted <laughs> And the you guys saw or... one where it didn't work very well. <laughs> Missed a couple of versions. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it was right there. I mean, you were... So it was cool. That was one of my favorite parts. <laughs> I didn't actually get coffee on you, did I? I thought oh, I was no. close. Oh, no, no, no. no, no. no. We're, no we're, we're good. far enough away. <laughs> so tell yeah. us about that, too, a little bit, because uh, there is an element of this is not going to work. <laughs> something yeah. happens. The wind picks up or just something's yeah, things off Things go wrong bit. all the time. Everything. So, Thing you can think of has gone wrong at some point. I've had the six-foot unicycle break in half. Oh. <laughs> you know, I mean, the sprocket just right in the middle, broke in half, fell to the ground. Oh you know, I mean, just gosh. everything you can think of eventually goes wrong because we do so many shows. Right. You know, no. it's just the odds of nothing else. If you're doing that many yeah. shows that frequently, the odds it's of just everything if it happens one percent of the time is going to happen four times on this tour. <laughs> exactly yeah. right. Exactly. Now you were saying to somebody that uh, writing the. Bigger one was easier than the smaller. Yeah, that's there. a secret. Well, let's not talk about that. <laughs> no, Give it I'm away, kidding. trade secret. I'm kidding. Um, we'll uh, delete you that. Know, balancing, you know, <laughs> balancing a tall stick is easier than balancing a short stick because of the, uh, the momentum of it. It just takes it longer to move. And the same thing is true of a tall unicycle. A tall unicycle is a little easier to ride than a short unicycle. Uh-huh. I, I don't advocate learning on a tall unicycle. It's a bad fall. <laughs> no. But uh, w- once you can ride a small one, you'll be able to ride the tall one. Yeah, we had a kid in a in, minute in our high school that he rode from in our town. I think he lived uh, about a mile from school, mm-hmm. and he rode his unicycle every day. Right, and he rode it through the hall, class to class. That is one tough kid. Uh, yeah, that was amazing. I was because <laughs> that hurts. Always impressed. Long distances hurt. <laughs> yeah, he, he rode the whole way, and I mean, it was you know where we're from. It's uphill down here, right? You know, and he didn't walk nice. it. He rode it so. 
Dedication. Yeah, it was impressive. And I was always amazed by that. So right. every time I see somebody on a unicycle, I'm just like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to waste more of your childhood. Apparently. You know I, mean? I tell well, people, if you have waste friends. Waste in different ways, I think, than what we did. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's just different. Yeah. It's just different. You know, if you can play the guitar, that's how you wasted your childhood. If you can ride a unicycle, that's how you wasted yours. Exactly. What is, is there anything that you've tried to work into the act that you just, after trying, you're like, well, there's no way. <laughs> or a thought that's coming, you know, that you're like, you know, that would be really cool if, and then you stop and you consider either the physics of it or you know, the I, potential I danger involved. You know, I and they just don't, yeah, I, yeah, potential danger. I have a perfect one for that. Um, I, I, I came up with this idea that I could juggle, if I wore like a, a, a thick pair of gloves, I could juggle a circular saw blade. <laughs> and I wanted to, I wanted to put like a, like a, like a, strap on my head with a piece of wood in the middle of my forehead and I wanted to toss it up and catch the saw <laughs> in the piece of wood and I thought that is going to look so good that is so great one way or the other and <laughs> I is going to be something convince myself to try it yeah please don't you know what I, because I I mean I, I've done it with uh with like plates and hoops uh-huh. and I've put a you know the thing the size I want on my head and I've tossed it up and I've always hit the block it's not particularly difficult to hit the block, but yeah, the stakes are just a little too high at <laughs> yeah. this point. I just go, you know what? Maybe I won't do that. <laughs> no, yeah, please don't. Yeah, seems we, like we'd like to do another idea. interview with you down the road away, so we'd like you to have uh, yeah, full command of your facilities. There. Uh, a lot of people know you first as a performer, uh, mm-hmm. but you also have worked behind the scenes, award-winning uh, or, or yep. Emmy, Emmy nominations, I believe. Yeah, uh, I got for your work a as a dozen writer, Emmy producer. nominations as a TV writer for Penn and Teller BS. And wow! So tell us, <coughs> it, it's, I'm sure it's a different itch that it scratches, but kind of tell us the difference between working solo as you're doing your performances and then working behind the scenes as part of a team where maybe you don't get the immediate notoriety from the general public kind of what's the difference for you personally you I mean, know um the, it's not it's not hugely different it, it it's really fun and funny to hang out and work with writers because when you think about it what our job is is we go to somewhere like starbucks and we sit with our computers and we make each other laugh right and we take notes and then that night, I go home and try to turn that into a, a script. <laughs> and so, you know, our job is just to hang out with our friends and laugh. And, and that's what, you know, that's what the writing really is. And it's a blast. You know, Sounds just can't like say it. enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just imagine hanging out with, you know, there's three or four of your funny friends and talking about, well, how stupid can we make this? How funny can we make this, you know? And it's, it's, it's really great. It's really rewarding and fun and you know, residual checks come in later on my shows. <laughs> That's really fun. <laughs> yeah. That's you know, the state fairs don't pay me next year. Yeah. But sometimes BS does. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I am currently rewatching those right now. So. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. I'll get a check for that. <laughs> That's good. Uh, so talk a little bit about, if you're comfortable with, mm-hmm. we went from the pancake book guy okay. to this svelte gentlemen sitting oh. <laughs> here with us tell us a little bit about how when you're on the road and you're traveling how you maintain health as far as what you're eating you know, where you find a place to eat that I is mean, yeah that's a that's an adventure here at the state fair where everything is you know deep fried twinkies and frozen cheesecake <laughs> on a stick so yeah um i eat a lot of roasted corn <laughs> that's about it here at the fair um but you know there's a walmart not far from here and i have a trailer that i i'm in between shows and with a microwave, and I have uh, I have a, a salad in there. I have a bag of salad, and 
fruit and you know i just do the best i can you know yeah. oh, sure some enough. people are able to just nail it and they can just do that you know i talked to Furman, and he's like hey just go by and grab a bag of frozen artichoke hearts and you'll be fine <laughs> yeah that's great when there's a whole food within yeah, a three yeah, hour oh, radius but yeah. <laughs> there's not here in no the there's not nowhere, here so. there's not here um but yeah so i'm you know i'm out buying salads and vegetables there, there's there's stuff at the store there's always something at the store yeah you know it's not always what you want to eat but <laughs> it's always there that's true so what do you do for, um, I'm curious, like, do you have a hobby outside of, like, obviously you're not juggling all the time. Is there something that... Oh, oh no, he juggles 24-7. I do. I, yeah, no, I'm... I, what uh, do you do to decompress after the shows are over? And <laughs> uh, when I have time, I go kiteboarding. I'm actually a kiteboarder. Oh, wow. Which is a really stupid sport. <laughs> you know, if you want to... It's like like flying a kite and water skiing at the same time is what it is. And uh, I do that, and I snowboard in the winter, and... Um, Used to rock climb and stuff a lot like that. Now I just go to the indoor gym for rock climbing. But right. uh, you know, I have a couple of friends that that uh, go kiteboarding with me every year. We take a couple of weeks a year and go, and it's a blast. Yeah, that's very impressive. I tried it one time. It's, it is a like, steep <laughs> learning curve. Yeah, yeah. I was in great shape back then. I'm still <laughs> like, no, I'm done. That's it is. The- yeah, it's an amazingly difficult thing to learn. You know, like I said, you're 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 trying to fly this kite, which can, you know, pick you up and fl- throw you forty <laughs> yeah. feet in a second. And you're sitting in the water, and every now and then you do something wrong, and it just it's like a dolphin. You're bouncing along the top of the water, being dragged. That's impressive. I was not expecting those answers. You know, those are some of the funnest answers we get when you ask people, "What do you like to do when you're not?" doing what you're known for yeah, yeah it's amazing with, uh, what you find yeah with uh you know our uh, squid biologist from the podcast you may go mm-hmm. rich ross and i go kiteboard a lot yeah so yeah it's a blast very cool so <laughs> how have you found the crowds out here in sedalia i know it's only been a few days you're been a couple of days and it's kind of building this was you know the show you guys were at is the one that's the biggest show so far it's saturday and you know, Thursday and Friday were a little slow. Yeah. But today seems like it's going to be a great day. Are you yeah. finding the Midwestern hospitality? Is there? Have you noticed? Do you notice when you're out traveling a lot of variation from? There is a lot how, of variation. Yeah. How you're received yeah. and how you're treated by the crowds. And yeah. Th- this, um, it's difficult to tell if that variation is. Uh, you know, the setup at this one is a little rough because. Yeah. There's a pole in the middle of the stage, and uh, <laughs> it, people are a long way back from the stage, and and so it's it's difficult to. Say well, that's you know they're not enjoying the show as much because of that, or if you know if I'm not doing you know it's really difficult to say yeah what causes those differences, but generally people are great you know they're people come up after the show and say nice things and they've had a good time and their kids are laughing and it's really really rewarding way to make a living really fun absolutely yeah, and I, it may sound weird but. I, I forget how much I appreciate juggling until I see a juggler. Until you see it done well. <laughs> yeah, because you know what well. I, I think in your yeah, you don't most see that a art lot. is not good in anything. You mm. know what I mean? Think about most paintings that you see. You just go, "Wow, that is not such a good painting." <laughs> yeah. And I think that's true in every art. I think that there are a lot of people who aren't good at it, but who manage to make a living at it. Mm-hmm. And there are a few who are. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm good at making a living at it, but I'm saying that when you see someone who's good at their art, you're reminded, "No, no, all arts are great." Yeah, exactly. You know? I'm an artist, so believe me, I understand. That. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. You've seen a lot of people do what you do, and you're going, "Wow, that is not good." Yeah. And then people will say. Well, you're just like that guy, and you know you're not. Yeah. And what you're doing is something different and cool, and 
you know, very much your own. You know, stamp I on have it. worked a cruise ship once, and one of the reviews, and cruise ships live and die on the the customer reviews. One of the people wrote in their comment card, you know, I didn't go see the juggling show Wednesday night. Who would go see a juggling show? And I understand that because most of the jugglers they've been exposed to are probably not doing a great job. Yeah, you know, and then that's that's true of everything. Well, or it's just the simple. I'm right. tossing some pins and ta-da, that's the show. Right. Yeah, to yeah, your yeah. point earlier, the, the fact that you're working in the comedy that. and the, yeah, that, yeah, I think it, I, I, that seemed to draw in the crowd was, you know, the way you were playing yeah, to the crowd. Yeah, screaming. And with, <laughs> screaming and crying is what draws them in. <laughs> yeah, they didn't come running whenever you said, I don't yeah. know about sitting up here. I saw more people from the back start yeah, moving yeah, forward. Yeah, all right, let's go that sit up there. morbid curiosity. <laughs> we're going to get Let's hit. See if I can get hit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hope he's got insurance. Uh, it's like Gallagher, but more dangerous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Gallagher with blood. <laughs> and actually funny. Yeah, That's and actually <laughs> funny. Well, you're going to be here in Sedalia performing three shows a day through Sunday, August the 19th. Yeah. After that, you were mentioning you've got a full docket for the rest of the summer. Yeah, going to Taiwan. You guys want to come see the show in Taiwan? <laughs> if you're paying. <laughs> and then Albuquerque the week after that at the like, Route 66 Casino. Then probably. with the Lance Burton Magic Show. So. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Very cool. I lived out in Tucson for a while, so yeah. I've been to... We go through Albuquerque every time coming through. So, mm-hmm. so when do you get back home to Vegas? When do you feel like okay, I can kind of relax? September. I'm back I'll September. have okay. I have um, three weeks off in September. So very looking good. forward to that. Hopefully, and when hopefully my kids and family will still be there. <laughs> yeah. That would be nice to come out. home. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so for folks that uh, want to follow you more, uh, I know you're online. You're at mikegodot.com. Uh, yep. Or on Twitter. Have you seen his Twitter handle? <laughs> yeah. You, oh, you know what? <laughs> when I started Twitter, there wasn't anybody else there. Yeah. And so I didn't really think about what my name should be. <laughs> so you can follow at Damned Juggler. <laughs> Damned Juggler. I know. <laughs> on Twitter. And I figured it out by Instagram. Now I'm Goudot the Juggler at Instagram. <laughs> a little yeah. more pleasant version. I thought, you know what? <laughs> you know what? I like Damn Juggler better <laughs> because that's going to stick in people's minds. Exactly. <laughs> well, we appreciate you taking the time to talk to City. I know well, you've got you a full slate today, so we don't want to take up a ton of your time so you can relax. So I can get out there and get some ribs. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Funnel cakes on the way to the car. But, uh, but again, we appreciate it. And people that... Uh, that listen to podcasts like ours, they can catch you on uh, yeah, Penn, Penn Sunday, Sunday School. School. Sure, you guys, you guys record, you record all at once, right? And then just split it and then re- release Sunday, then Wednesday. Yeah, 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 we do two episodes on a Sunday, and then they run Sunday, Wednesday. Yeah, and and we, you'll be back for that whenever you get back in September. Three then. weeks, yeah, okay. two three weeks. We'll so they're holding it. down the fort without they're you. They're going without me. Yeah, those weasels. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> they don't seem to mind at all. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So even when you're off, you still kind of got a job waiting for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I have to I take care of the advertising and stuff. So I'm, yeah. you know, I'm mailing them all the ad spots. And <laughs> well, and to your point, it's have you listened to the show, the, the Sunday School, Penn Sunday School? I have not. I've it is, like you said, it's like listening to. It, first of all, it's idiots. It's, like it's, listening it's, way, to idiots. it's way more informational than ours will ever hope to be. <laughs> but it's it's that thing where it sounds like a bunch of guys sitting around having a good time, trying to make each other laugh, having fun, and that's what I appreciate about it. It's the well, it doesn't you know we've doing this. We listen to not a whole that lot formal. of them. Yeah. <laughs> we are not that formal, which is what we love. <laughs> yeah. But there's a lot of them that people. It sounds forced. It's almost like why did you choose to have a podcast with those people if you really are having to struggle to. Have a good time and interact with them, but yeah. that's Our one thing. Problem is stopping. The opposite, yeah. Which <laughs> more, is what, more often the problem is we just we've been going for two hours. We got to stop. Which is what I love because <laughs> it sounds authentic, and so I appreciate that. Well, Doing you. this, knowing Thanks what all much. goes involved into these things, it's 
it's fun uh, to listen to the show you guys well, thank do. Thank you so, so much. So appreciate, appreciate that it. very much. So say hello to the guys when you get back. I will. Enjoy your stay here. And thanks. And great. be safe on the road and don't try the circular salt <laughs> trick. <laughs> 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 because we do, right, we so do want out. to see you again I'm later on. So. <laughs> I'll do it with an egg. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, thanks again. That's been uh, Mike Godot. I have been Joey Mills. I'm Kenny Wright. For Kenny Wright. Thank we you, We appreciate you guys listening, and we will catch you all somewhere down the road. Later.